Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the ME7 podcast. It is a very happy ME7 podcast tonight, uh, brought to you, of course, by Belleville and Grit Consultancy. We are back to look back on what has been a uh, wonderful afternoon at ME7 for the Jules as we beat Wrexham by one goal to nil to move two points clear inside those top seven playoff places. A very, very tight top seven and below, as we all know, uh, Walsall, for example, uh, won today and went from 16th to 8th. So that's how much of a much of a tight um, situation it is at the top of the table at this moment in time. But we can only do what we can do, and that is win football matches. And we were very, very delighted to be uh, to be able to do that. Tim Dieng's strike, the difference uh, today as Jules were victorious over Wrexham. I said in the week that I didn't think we were particularly great against Stockport, and I thought that the point was only going to be proved to be a good point if we were to get all three today, and that is exactly what we've done. So, you know, perspective and hindsight is all completely different when you look back at the result. A few days later, that Stockport point is now looking like a very uh, very decent one now, uh, now that we've followed it up to get the uh, full amount of three today. So that's two big victories over both Notts County and Wrexham making sure that we make the most of these these wins and that we follow it up and turn it into a uh, turn it into extensive run of form because we know that at times this season we've got big results and we haven't managed to follow them up and that's been a part of Achilles heel for us so far maybe why we haven't been as consistent as we'd like to be so if we can take this victory today and, and build on it and get a few more and that will give us give ourselves a really good chance of uh, being in those top seven places come at the end of the season. But yes, uh, welcome to the show. We're going to delve into everything that happened today and uh, yeah, reflect on what was a really good day for Jules. Three points. Everyone went home happy. Uh, Matt will bring you in first. Let me just check. If I can hear you properly. Because I know we do tend to have a lot of issues for whatever reason. Drilling in my massive. Okay, there we go. Fantastic. I can <laughs> hear you this time. So it always seems to be you, but not today. It's uh, written in the stars, given the result. I assume. Um, yeah, let's just let's start off with um, with the team sheets today. There was obviously uh, a couple of changes. One that we uh, we thought might be a a strong possibility beforehand. Obviously, Jake Turner was uh, struggling with uh, what I believe is a hip injury after the. Um, the game against Stockport, you everyone remember, of course, he was uh, he was down for a few minutes prior to um, uh, continuing on. So it looked as though the change might be made in uh, in that game, but he managed to carry on. And uh, yeah, today uh, he wasn't quite able to make it. Uh, but as we've said all season, if we've got strength in, from one area, we'll talk about uh, certain players a bit later on. But um, yeah, it goes without saying, he did a fantastic job, as you expect from Glenn. Still, at 40 years old, one of the best keepers in this division, I would say. Uh, you know, been unlucky this year with the former Jake Turner, but you know, no one can doubt um Glenn's ability and his his stature as a player, even at 40 years old, still a very, very capable goalkeeper in this division. But that meant the team was the changing goal of Glenn Morris starting for Jules back in the number one position. Then the same back five of Romeo Hutton on the right, uh, Max Clark on the left, then Shad. Uh, OG, Max Aimer and Conor Masterson as the three in defence. Timothy Diang, Ethan Coleman and Johnny Williams in the midfield. And then a change with Ashley Addison coming in to replace Josh Walker and play alongside uh, Ollie Hawkins. Uh, the bench for Jules was uh, Tate Holman, who came in to replace Turner, or replace Morris on the bench, as I say, really. Uh, Rob McKenzie, Scott Malone, Connor Mahoney, Sean Williams, Jaden Clark, and uh, Josh Walker. Actually, kind of think of it, it was... Um, it was Jane Clark he replaced, wasn't it, from Tuesday, not Josh Walker. I forgot we had that um, 
that's set up on Tuesday. Quite a bizarre uh, team, that one. But regardless, yeah, Matt, when you saw the team sheet came out, come out, obviously we know there's no Jorge Atada now for the foreseeable. We know we've got some issues in certain areas and that Jake's involvement was always going to be a, a little bit of a doubt. But um, yeah, what, what did you think when you first uh, saw the team release at two o'clock in terms of, did it adjust your mood uh, going into the game? Did you feel more confident, less confident? How were you feeling? I mean, I went, uh, going into a game against Wrexham uh, with a full house, I was kind of hoping whatever team uh, obviously Clements was going to put out was going to step up to the occasion. Um, I'll be honest, the only one that really shocked me was probably seeing Nadison start. Uh, I thought uh, he might have stuck with potentially Josh Walker uh, playing alongside Ollie Hawkins. But um, no, I mean, obviously, I was in the factory before the game. So obviously, I saw that, you know, I knew that obviously Jake wasn't uh, going to be starting, knowing that you've got, you know, one of the best backup goalkeepers in League Two in. Uh, Glenn, the Cat Morris in goal, who pulled off, which I'm sure we'll talk about it, an amazing treble save, you know, late in the in the game uh, to keep us in the lead. Um, yeah, I was I was pretty confident with the with the lineup of thinking, well, look, if these guys are actually going to turn up and have a go at Wrexham, they can all play, so we can give them a right good go from the off. Yeah, Luke, we'll bring you in. Your first time uh, speaking on the show, I believe. I know you comment quite a lot on uh, certain things and whatever else, so it's good to have you on at first time. Um, firstly, yeah, how were you feeling when you saw the, the team sheet drop today at 2pm? And uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Hi, first, thanks for very much having me on. But um, when I first saw it, I was a bit sceptical with the change with Addison in, obviously. But apart from that, I thought it was a strong lineup. I was happy to see it going back to two up front again after... A couple of games ago, we were going back to the one up front and saw we were probably going for it instead of sort of playing for the draw, which was quite good to see. But yeah, I thought it was a good lineup. Yeah, Matt, this is this, um, sort of a theme that we were sort of expecting to carry over in a sense from the Stockport game, obviously. Much like Stockport, Wrexham are a very good side. We know this, they're uh, fourth, well, they were fourth before the start of play today. They might have dropped a little bit with that, uh, with that defeat, of course, but. It's a game against a team at home where you'd expect them to have a bit more of the ball, although we are a much more of a position-based side now than we were under Millen or under Harris or whatever uh, with Clements. That seems to be his sort of philosophy. But um, obviously we expected um, Wrexham to have a bit more of the ball than us, same as Stockport, and try and dictate the play. But I, I thought generally in the first half, I know not too much happened. They... They had a few counter-attacks for Exum, but didn't make the most of them. And, and in general, I thought we were much more dynamic, much more positive than we were on Tuesday night. We looked like we wanted to get at them and, and rustle the feathers a bit. I do think it helped that there were uh, fans in the away end, even though it obviously wasn't our fans. But I think that does help generate the atmosphere rather than shooting towards nothing. And I, th I think the players really got up for it today. I think we... You know, we didn't concede any big chances in the first half or the second either, really, apart from that one, uh, Glenn Morris save. And uh, I think in general, in that first half period, we were the better team without posing too much of a massive threat ourselves. We had a good succession of corners. We were winning first contacts from those corners. Johnny Williams was uh, really putting the strings. Even Coleman had a good strike that was tipped around, uh, tipped over the bar by the goalkeeper. It was a, not an uneventful first half, but it was a much more positive first half, well, certainly from what we're used to this season. I know, I know we didn't score again in the first half today, as we don't often do, but it was a lot more easy on the eye than uh, Tuesday night, wasn't it? It was a much better performance from Tuesday night. As I said, I, 
like you said, actually, I think it does help when you're actually playing towards a, a crowd at the that far end. And it's a shame we can't open it up more often to to the away supporters. Obviously, <laughs> rain or shine, you know that should be the away end, eh? Um, but uh, you know, Johnny Williams. I think you're right. I think for me, Johnny Williams pretty much run the show today. Um, he was all over the pitch, you know, really, uh, really hassling uh, the 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 the. the uh, Walsall, so the Wrexham midfield, uh, you know, going, going forward. Wrexham should have had probably, a, there was a couple of chances they had where they you know, potentially shouldn't have scored or, you know, at least got a shot on target. There was one breakaway counter-attack that they had. Um, I think it, at one point it was like, yeah, sort of nearly two on three. Um, and, yeah, they didn't make the most of it. And that comes from a side that I think you can see pretty much does lack some kind of confidence going away from home. Uh, I mean, look, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to turn this into a direction show here, but uh, you look at Phil Parkson, his team was struggling and he didn't make what well, he made three changes with like 10 minutes to go. You know, what kind of manager does that? You know, I'd understand if Clemens was to do it, being a new new guy in the dugout, but this guy's meant to be an experienced manager. Your team is struggling away from home. Um, do something to change it up. But I think whatever uh, Wrexham did for us, especially in that first half, you know, we were able to counter it. And yeah, I mean, I rarely, rarely tested Glenn. And I know we didn't really sort of uh, have too many shots on target in that first half, but at least we were having a go from the off. And you know what we're like, you know, if we have a go from the off, when we're playing against the Rainer men, we almost sort of seem to suck the ball into the back of the net. So having to go from them off the off and letting them know that we weren't going to be scared of them, even though they had these Hollywood cameras there, we were going to be, you know, stand up and make Priestfield the fortress that it should well and truly be. Yeah, certainly it was a much stronger performance than Tuesday, Luke. Um, I think Ryan Barnett, the uh, ring back for Wrexham, had a couple of shots from uh, tight angles on the breakaway. I think there's better options for him there, but he went, it, went himself. But, but again, I've, I think in the first half of, of the game, there wasn't too much in it. It was quite cagey, but a little bit more entertaining than Tuesday, which you know doesn't take much. Let's be honest, it was a not a particularly good spectacle, that one. But um, you know, I thought we, we showed a lot more intent, which was really nice to see because there is obviously a lot of pressure on us given you know, our first half record and the longer that goes on, there's going to be more pressure because, you know, we, we haven't scored a first half goal at home anyway for quite a long time. I know we scored two against... Uh, Notts County away from home, but I think um, we really were much improved from Tuesday. I think, as I said, Wrexham had a fair bit of the ball, but again, didn't really make too much of it. And I think really it was just a sign that, you know, this game is is very much there for, for either team, really. And I think we certainly in that first half period were the better side. I think Wrexham reminded me a little bit of Notts County, to be honest. There's a lot of a lot of passes, a lot of sideways, sometimes forward, but not very often in dangerous areas. But they seemed afraid to shoot at certain times or they were shooting at the wrong times. And it wasn't exactly difficult for us to deal with, I don't think. And, you know, we had good efforts of our own from Ethan Coleman. And I think it was a, it was a sign that, you know, the game was there for us. And if we just stepped up a little bit, we might only need the one chance. As it turned out, then the game was very much there for us. Yeah, I think... With the first half, when I was watching, you could see we were definitely up for it a lot more than other games. We were attacking more. It was a good first half performance. I mean, you could just show that they they wanted it. They were there. We didn't have one of our usual sitting back and letting them come at us in the first half. We were properly going at them. We had a lot of corners and generally just played really well. I could tell it was going to be a sort of a cagey sort of battle for the first half, but then 
once we properly got into it, I think we started to got them on the back foot. And it was really good. Well, yeah, I, th- I think that's that, isn't it, Matt? You know, I think there's obviously a difference between a team sitting back and a team just being a bit cautious when other other teams are on the ball. I think we didn't really sit back at all in uh, the first half, especially we did a little bit towards the end of the first, uh, second half just to close the game out. But I, I think, generally speaking, we allowed to have Rex and the ball in areas which didn't really hurt us, which when you're playing in a, a, a team who are very possession-based, you can allow... Because if they're not putting in balls behind, they're not making it difficult for you, then I don't think there's really any problem with having them on the ball. I know we, we want to have the ball ourselves, but if they're not hurting us, and I don't think that's a problem. And I don't see that as sitting back necessarily. It's more just being patient and letting them do what they want to do until they lose the ball, which you know more often than not they did, whether it was a poor pass, a bad decision or whatever else. I thought they really didn't get any change out of us today. And I think a lot of that was down to the midfield. I thought we were a lot more compact, a lot more resolute. In the last few games, we've been a little bit open for my liking, but I think Ethan Coleman was back to his best today. I didn't think he was brilliant on a, on a Tuesday night. And I think Timmy Deang was much improved as well, not just the goal, but his all-round play. I thought he was a lot more bullish, a lot more creative as well. And, and back to the sort of Timmy Deang we saw at the, uh, the start of January last year when he first came in. And I think the, the midfield, especially in that first half, was really, really key to making sure that when Wrexham did have the ball, they didn't have the option to play the passing behind or they couldn't create too much. And... I think that's credit to credit to us, credit to Stephen Clements, the way he set us up. I thought the system for us in the first half was was really really strong. Yeah, it was, and and as I said, I think he's he's probably told the players before the game, you know, <laughs> after last week, you know, after Tuesday night. Sorry, we need a response. You know, it it was very laboured in that first half on Tuesday night, but tonight they came out full of energy. I said, I definitely think the. Uh, the last waltz and all that is definitely helping. I feel that does definitely give the atmosphere in that place and it kind of gives that, the players that extra drive. But they were definitely up for it today. And I, and I think, yeah, I said for me, I know, I, know he, uh, I think Ethan Coleman got announced as a man of the match. But for me, Johnny Williams really did run that midfield today. Uh, he was all over the place. He he was, you know, he was pressurising the... Uh, the Wrexham players, you know, in, in key areas. But you're right, you know, when the ball, you know, if they've got their ball in their defensive area, we don't need to press them. Uh, and to the idiot who sits three or four seats behind me that shouts, press them, press them, press them, you don't need to. They're not going to go score a goal from their left-back area. So let them have the ball and pass it around back there. They're not doing anything to hurt us. But when they did try and get into those positions to hurt us, I just believe, you know, with Coleman, Dieng, uh, and sort of the three at the back, I just think... That in front of the goal, you know, nobody's going to get a shot away. And if you do and you score, it's going to have to be some hell of a goal. Yeah, that's the, I know we, we usually talk about players individually at the end, but I think as we're on the topic of it, we may as well uh, we'll bring it to uh, bring it to a floor now and we'll go through the players as and when they pop up. Obviously, one of them is going to be Glenn Morris, as you can probably tell by uh, by the intro, but we'll get to that moment uh, when we get to it. But um, yeah, let's have, let's have a quick, uh, quick word on uh, Johnny Williams, Luke, because... Obviously, he's a player who came in in the summer, uh, really high expectations, 10 goals and 10 assists for Swindon last season. Still not uh, registered a goal or assist for us, I don't think, uh, in the league anyway. I know he got the goal in the uh, pizza paint pot trophy thing away at Portsmouth. But I think he does a lot um, that goes unnoticed because I know people are very obsessed with stats and you know I do understand that. But I think when you watch a game fully with your eyes, you can see what a a player brings to a team. And I think Johnny, although he's been unlucky with 
you know, not having uh, assists or not having goals, you know, same for Romeo Hutton, really. There's still a lot of quality for Johnny Williams at this level. And I think in the last few weeks, he has been one of our better players. I think Notts County away a few weeks ago, I thought he was really, really good. I thought today he was putting the strings again as well. I know yeah, players get up for it a bit more in these sort of games where it's a sold-out house and whatever else. But I think we're starting to see Johnny Williams hit form at a really good time because it is going to be a crucial period. And we need our better players performing at the levels they can. And Johnny really was one of them today. I, do, I don't think even Coleman was bad at all. I thought even Coleman was very good, um, as he tends to be for the majority of this season. But I, I was a bit surprised that Johnny wasn't given the... Uh, Given the nod for uh, for man of the match alongside Timmy Dieng as well, I thought those two were marginally better than uh, even Coleman. Again, even Coleman had a great game, but it just goes to the levels that, that we were at today that we had three players probably worthy of uh, of taking that. Um, I don't know what it is these days, bottle of champagne, maybe a Kit Kat, I don't know. Um, home with them as the man of the match award. And I think Johnny can, I know he probably won't care because he won the game, obviously, but he can count himself a bit unlucky that he wasn't the one to uh, to take it home tonight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Johnny's one of those players that works a lot off the ball. He does a lot of the hard work and doesn't always get recognised for it. He's, I think he's unlucky not to have scored a couple of times a season and unlucky not to have gotten as many assists, but you can tell how much he, he wanted it today and how much he was fighting for it. Yeah, Matt, what did you make of uh, Johnny's performance? I know you were just praising him there, but as an uh, overall of the game today, he was certainly one of our, for, for me, our best player, but certainly one of, if not the best. No, I no. He for me, he, he deserves a man in the match um, award. But obviously, the sponsors give it to whoever the sponsors want to give it to. But I think I think you ask ninety percent of the players there, that player, so ninety percent of the fans, they'll all tell you that yeah, Johnny Williams, you know, really, really probably was our best player today. And so he just worked his socks off, and he really was that engine driving uh, driving in the middle of the park. The problem is, if we, I think if we had Don Jeffries back, obviously he would be the one sort of doing that Johnny Williams role and it would be able to give Johnny Williams more freedom then going forward and actually being able to create more chances and set up more goals and try and potentially score himself. But I think at the moment, where we're lacking that Don Jeffries kind of energy, he's had to kind of, <laughs> and obviously he's a lot older, but he's had to kind of probably try and step up and... And, and sort of fill that role almost and be the person chasing all over the pitch. But today, uh, like you said, you know, if we're going to get that Johnny Williams now between, so between now and the end of the season, watch out League Two. Yeah, obviously we do need players to step up in these vital months because obviously you mentioned uh, DJ there, Jeffries obviously is out. He's going to be out for, well, he might make the last few games of the season at a push, but more than likely that like his campaign's probably going to be a, uh, Probably going to be cut short. Uh, same with Jorge Atado. You know, he was, he was fantastic for us in the three or so games he played. Great cameo appearances, but it looks, unfortunately for him, like his, uh, his season is over and he'll be back to Watford. Hopefully there's a pre-agreement in, in place, maybe, that we uh, we can uh, sign him for a loan for next season. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see on that one. But, um, yeah, other injuries have, have played a part in our, our form recently, but we are going to get one of them back soon. Uh, Josh Andrews, hopefully not too far away now. And, we can give ourselves more options going forward. And, um, yeah, that will only be uh, great for players like Johnny Williams who like to get the ball down, like to get those balls into the box. And another massive target man like Hawkins, you can never have too many, can you? But, um, yeah, Johnny's certainly one of the uh, one of the standouts today for sure. So let's uh, get on to the second half now. And it was a second half which I was really, really happy with from a Jules perspective. I think we, we obviously get the goal, which we'll come on to in just a second. But, I think we didn't really allow Wrexham too much. I thought we limited them to very little. There was a moment right near the end where they did get in behind 
and uh, I thought the guy was going to shoot. He tried to put it across, and uh, fortunately for them, played it straight to Scott Malone. Very fortunately for us, and uh, yeah, we got away with it. But uh, really, there wasn't much for me from from Wrexham in that second half. A lot of the ball, as you expect, I think eleven corners in the end by full time, and obviously balls into the box make it a bit difficult. But if there's anything we're good at, it's heading the ball away and, and being resolute defensively. We do have a really good record, obviously, when going uh, in front to seeing out a game, and I think we did that very very well. Um, Goes to show as well the fact that both uh, Fletcher and um, Marriott were both replaced uh, by Dolby and uh, Mullen, I believe. So they couldn't get any change out of us and, and neither could the two that came on. I think Mullen was a significantly bigger threat than both of them when he did came on. But uh, thankfully for us, he uh, didn't get a moment to uh, to make it worth it for his point of view. But look, we did what we needed to do today and we got the result and the uh, moment that gave us that result came after 55 minutes. It was great work again from a... Uh, I believe it was, it wasn't Johnny Williams who was fouled. I can't quite remember who it was who was fouled, who's been tugged back. And then um, I think uh, Johnny Williams was tackled from behind and that was the decision which gave us the free kick in the end. And it was uh, quite a funny one, really, from the crowd's response because we saw it was in a sort of shooting position. I think Timmy Dieng was uh, initially over it before moving away. Then you looked at Romeo Hutton or Max Clark and you thought it really favoured the right foot for going for a shot, which everyone expected us to. And... Um, you know, life of a football fan, isn't it? The ball was played uh, to the back post by Max Clark. Everyone sort of lets out a bigger, uh, thinking, why have we not shot? And then two seconds later, it's put across the box by Conor Marston and uh, into the net by, by Timmy Dieng. Um, the announcers gave it to uh, Conor Marston. I'm not quite sure why they saw that. But um, yeah, another goal, another goal contribution for um, Conor Marston and just having quite a season in that respect. But it was a moment, Luke, which um, I, think, I think had been coming from the start of the, start of the second half. I thought we were very on top for the first uh, 10 minutes or so and you know we come out with a renewed vigour attacking the rain of end of course and again I think on the basis of play I, I think we were deserved to, we deserved to take the lead in that moment as I said we limited uh, Wrexham to very little in the game and I thought we were gradually getting uh, getting on the front foot towards the back end of the first half and then we have a moment from the free kick to set piece. I know it's not a goal from open play, which, you know, we want to see more of them, but I don't think anyone cares as long as it ends up in a net. It's clearly a training ground routine. Great lofted ball from Max Clark. He was very good again today. And Conor Marston's on the end of it, pulls it back and Timmy Dien can't miss. Yeah, um, just for your information, I think it was Hawkins that was fouled in the build-up, but it was definitely, if you looked at the two sides, you would definitely have said that it was us that was most likely to score. But it was just our curse of just getting it in the back of the net, which we really need to do. And once that, once it was in, it, I think we controlled the game really well from that point. But it was just getting it in. And it was a really good, well-worked goal. I think it was a good set-piece routine. And Marston did great to get it back in for Dieng. Yeah, that's, that's sort of one of the things that Dieng's been quite good for for us. He's very one, very much one of those players who likes to arrive in the box. I know it's from a set-piece routine, but he's always a nuisance when he's in there, isn't he, Matt? We know the... Uh, the goal we scored, for example, last year against uh, Swindon, arriving late in the box, is someone who, although he's naturally a defensive sitting midfielder, when he's in the box, he is a handful. And it's just about having that that know-how to make the run at the right time. And I think really it's it's one of those where you have to gamble on it. And, you know, Masterson, for, for we know, given his record, he could have tried to shoot himself. But obviously the ball was there to be played, I think. The good thing for me is that Timmy Dieng wasn't the only one who gambled on it. I think if he missed it, Johnny Williams was right behind him. I think there was someone else there as well. So it showed a good intent for us to be in the right place at the right time and make sure that when that ball came across, it was only going to end up in one place and that was back of the net. 
Yeah, and you're right, and, and, and that's what you've got to do as a footballer. You've got to make these gambles. Um, I'll be honest, I think Conor Masterson did shoot across the goal. I, th- I think it was a shot. Um, but like everything, you know, his shot across the box, You've if it takes a deflection off a Wrexham player and goes in, you're going to be happy. But Dieng was in the right place, right time, and to, to get the ball over the line. And, uh, you know, I think he, he worked his socks off in the middle of the park. And I think you're right what you said earlier about potentially, you know, you could have three men straight away up there for, for man of the match. He could have been potentially one of them. But, yeah, his work rate today, I think, yeah, deserved that goal. And to be honest, I think even after that point, um, so up to that point, I think it did look like we were the only team that were going to go on and potentially score. Um and yeah, finally, obviously to get the ball in the back of the net, it sent the rain of men into raptures. And I think the best thing actually about that is even when, you know, once once we scored, the rain of men literally did not stop singing until the final whistle. Even when Wrexham were attacking, even after that sort of treble save that we were still singing, we were, it, it was great. It was just such a great atmosphere in the rain of men today. And honestly, long may it continue to the end of the season, because if we can keep that up, the players will keep that up. And I think they'll give us more moments like that. Yeah, that is a really important thing. I know, obviously, there was, a, they say it was a setup. I think we, oh, well, it depends, I suppose, because the, uh, the away end obviously wasn't full, both uh, both parts of the uh, Brian Moore end, because obviously the top end's not in use anymore. But I think it was 8,000 and something overall today, which is obviously much better than we get in, in normal games. I was very happy that we had a big bumper crowd today, but I was also not frustrated, but I think it's... You know, I know Wrexham, uh, you know, on Disney, they've got a documentary, that Ryan Reynolds, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the, you know, I know there are a few, fans, a few Wrexham fans this, and I will say the title of this uh, episode is very interesting, just to not offend anyone. But, um, yeah, it would have been nicer if we could, you know, have these crowds and know that they're going to be coming back week in, week out. Because I know, although we won today and everyone went home happy, I'm not convinced there's going to be um, 7,000 or so at the, at the next one. Obviously, it'd be great if there was, but, you know, performances on the pitch are the only thing that's going to make that happen. And, um, yeah, it was great to see us actually perform in front of a big crowd as well, because we do tend to uh, not do particularly well when we do have uh, big crowds at Field. I know the Sheffield United game, was we lost 4-0 Premier League side, obviously not for much longer, but we didn't play as well as we could have in that game. I don't think we got up for it as much as we could have, but today we, we certainly were up for it and the crowd played a big part in that. And I think it's one of those things, Luke, isn't it, where Matt mentions about the, the atmosphere was 10 times, but easily the best atmosphere of the uh, the season so far. It's just about putting the performances in to make sure people come back. I think we do a lot of work off the field, uh, commercially, etc., to make sure we have people wanting to come back, etc. But at the end of the day, it's performances on the pitch that are going to draw people to come back in. And I think everyone on the pitch today didn't do a didn't do themselves a disservice in ensuring that that happens. I mean, yeah, definitely, the um, atmosphere was amazing, and we've a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk recently about. About the atmosphere going dying, we've obviously brought the last walks before, and that's helped a lot. But I think definitely the performance today from the fan, from the fans and players, definitely helped, and it's definitely come back. Our, our atmosphere is definitely back again. Yeah, Matt, how important is it? We will get on to the rest of the game in just a minute, but how important is it to have Priestfield as a fortress again? Because I remember when I first started going, no team ever wanted to come here. We Obviously, at the periods uh, late in the relegation season, um, or start of the relegation season uh, from League One, certainly the first half of last year, where people uh, teams couldn't wait to come to Priestfield because it was a guaranteed three points. Everyone was frustrated with what had happened and what had been going on, and it was 
sort of an opportunity for teams to come in here thinking like, oh, I hope we hope we're going to prove soon. That'll be a, a nice, easy, uh, easy game for us with little to no atmosphere because everyone's down in the dumps. But when this when the stadium is rocking and when it is full and when people are up for it, it is a very daunting place to come. You know, I've seen some some great games here over the years where the atmosphere has been top notch and, and teams have found it really uncomfortable. I don't think it was so much a case of Wrexham were, were down today by the atmosphere, although it may have played a part. I think we were just bit the better side, but the atmosphere generates a lot from the from the players, from the staff, and that's a two way street relationship. And if we're given something to cheer about, then the players will will reciprocate that. And I think from the first whistle today, the atmosphere was. Not just much, not just much improved from from general, but probably one of the best that we've had in recent years. It was, and you're right about saying we've got to make it a fortress, fortress again. And the best way of doing that is by getting people turning up to the games and and, and winning games at home. But look, um, for, I've just got to say one bugbear because this is something that really annoys me as a guy that studied music. Uh, we, we need to slow the last waltz down because everyone starts singing it way too fast and gets it all out of time. So, you know, that's just my own, just got to say that, you know, slow to slow the last waltz down, you know. Um, but yeah, the the atmosphere is, is, is the most important thing. And I remember back in the day when I used to go to, to games where we were unbeaten for like, you know, five, six, seven games in a row at home. And you're right, no team wanted to come here and play us. You know, we were a nightmare team to play against. Uh, and the fans, you know, we, we were the home of the shouting men. That, that, that That's our nickname. We're the home of the shouting men. We shout, we get behind our team, we back our boys. And if they perform for us on the pitch, we're performing the terraces for them. That's, you know, you're right. It's a two-way street. But but there are moments in games when the players are going to need us to get up to, to pull us through. And there are moments where we'll be down quiet and then all of a sudden something will happen and we'll get us on the edge of our seats. But... Look, it's important that the people that came today, what was it, eight and a half thousand that we had in that stadium today, you know, of what, two, two and a half thousand are probably people that reg, yeah, so rarely go to the, the Jules games. They're the ones we need coming back because I think if we can do that and make Priestfield a fortress, any league can be ours. Yeah, that'd be the, the ideal scenario. Um, yeah, the club been doing a lot to generate interest and, and bring people in. Ticket deals over recent over the last season or so. Um, you know, the last waltz being played before the game. Um, pre-match entertainment in the factory. Um, I heard that was uh, was on today. I wasn't there, unfortunately. Um, had my own game today, which uh, we'll say we'll say very little about. It didn't go as well as Jules' result. Well, let's put it that way. So I missed that one today. But again, it's another incentive, which is you know amazing for us to do and. Hopefully the fans enjoy it and it brings something different to the pre-match, uh, pre-match goings on. And you know, really, uh, Luke, when you do put in a performance like we did today, it will just keep people coming back, and it's a great thing. Yeah, definitely. Once when people see a good performance like that, hear the rain and rocking, it will definitely get more people wanting to come all the time. It will get those people that don't usually come want to want to come back again, which is always what we need. More ticket sales, better revenue for the club, better atmosphere for the club, and it will always, always help. Yeah, Matt, let's let's talk about the rest of the game then, because obviously we, we, we're taking the lead uh, in the 55th minute, I believe it was, the goal from uh, from Timmy Dieng. And as we expected, Wrexham got more into the game. They were chasing it. They didn't throw the kitchen sink at this point, but they started to get the ball a lot more in the final third, play a lot more quick passes. We're still winning corners throughout the game. It was 11 in total, as I said earlier. And 
we had to be a bit more resolute. Obviously, we know what happened in the Swindon game a few weeks ago where we couldn't quite hold out right until the end. The Stockport game was a bit of a obviously non-event. I don't think either team really did too much to try and win it in the end. So it sort of just petered out towards uh, towards the final whistle. But today was always going to be a bit more difficult once we got the lead. We do obviously have a very good record when taking the lead, which is any reason for optimism. That's the one. And we did obviously see it out as it, as it turned out, but they did have chances. Wrexham, the... Uh, Cross from Barnett, which was headed over from uh, Jacob Mendy, who I believe is a left back, and he was seen to be playing that centre midfield today. He's a very um, tidy player. Um, then, as I mentioned, the uh, subs uh, for Wrexham, Jack Marriott, first they came off and was placed by Paul Mullin, which is complimentary to us, I believe, because I think Mullin is a better player than Marriott. So I'm not sure why he didn't start, but we did keep Jack Marriott very quiet and he limited him to nothing. I'm not even sure he had a shot in the game, never mind one on target, and he was very well marshaled. And then, um, yeah, at the moment we just uh, were leading on to throughout the uh, show so far for Mayor Glenn Morris. I know you've mentioned it quite a lot already, Matt. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you uh, let you go on it in just a second. But um, yeah, I, could, I couldn't really see, first of all, what happened until I saw it in the replay a bit later on because obviously being in the rain and whatever. Uh, I think it was a shot from Elliot Lee from sort of like the corner of the box. It was a stinger, palmed palmed away from uh, by Glenn Morris. It's in that Stephen Fletcher tried to hook it back in. I think it went... A, I think Morris got a hand to it. It went, sort of went through him. But then, obviously, it looks like he's going to trickle over the line. And Glenn, at the uh, ripe age of uh, 40, managed to get down and push it around the corner uh, to safety, thankfully for us. And, again, it's it's just a gentle reminder, isn't it, of how, uh, how lucky we are in the goalkeeping department. Because I know people moan at Jake Turner for his distribution or more, more the time he takes to do it. But... As I said earlier on, we've got two brilliant keepers for this level, and you know when your replacement is Glenn Morris, it's it's not bad going, is it? And I think if you want to call on anyone to replace your first team goalkeeper, you're going to pick Glenn Morris. And it was a a game where you didn't have too much to do. In all honesty, I think it was only three shots on target in the end for Rex, and I think two of them were part of that same move. I'm just discussing here, but yeah, Glenn obviously hasn't played much. I don't think he's played at all this season in the league. Of course, I think that today was. Uh, took Jake Turner's 100% record away from him in terms of appearances. But, you know, even though he hasn't played in, in months and months and months, you still see the quality still there and that we have a very good and very reliable goalkeeper in, um, in Glenn Morris. I mean, how lucky are we? Yeah, he is literally, he's, I mean, obviously he was our player of the season last year. Um, and to be fair, I mean... I know a few people may have already called, you know, for for Jake said earlier on in the season, but I thought Jake was doing a really good job. But I I know I don't want to just say it after the fact it was that one save, but one of the reasons I think this next statement might be true is because of this save. Is I think Jake is going to have a real hard time now to get that number one jersey back off of of Glenn. Um, I mean. It's the, the double reaction save, obviously, the first one, obviously, I know it was sort of straight at him, but I, I don't know if it had taken a deflection, but he's had to sort of parry that up in the air. And then I know Fletcher's then come in and hit it again, sort of nearly up above his head. And again, all he can do is throw his hands at it, but then still to turn around and clear it off the line like that. I've seen the replay back about three or four times, and it is just such a wonderful stop. And as you say, for a, a guy 40 years old who's literally you know, played no first team games in the league this year. This was his first first league start this year. Um and to be able to have his to have the reactions that quick, he shows he's still a top class goalkeeper and and, and yeah, so I hate to say it because I love Jake Turner to pieces, but 
you know, when, once Jake's back fit, I think it's going to be hard for him to get those gloves off of Glenn. Yeah, look, obviously, with, with Jake Turner, he's been very solid, very reliable this season. Uh, I know, as I said, people don't like how long he takes to, to get the ball out of the area. Sometimes I'm one of them on certain occasions, but you can't argue he's deserved to be number one for his performances this season. But again, it's just a reminder of, of how lucky we are to have both him and Glenn at the club. And, you know, I don't know how long Glenn's got left. Obviously, as a goalkeeper, you get a little bit, probably one or two extra years than you would as an outfield player, because obviously you're not running around the pitch all game. But, I think no one would be disappointed if if we had Glenn for another year. You know, he may well decide on his own accord that if he's dropped uh, once Turner's back, that he might just want to have one more season somewhere else where he's going to be first choice. But I think we we do have the situation now where it's a bit of a headache for for Stephen Clemens because Jake has been reliable. He's played every game this season up until uh, up until today. But when Glenn Morris comes in for his first start in of the season and puts in a performance like that, you can't really, in my opinion, say that he should be dropped as soon as Jake's back. I think he, he deserves to to keep his place after today's performance. And, you know, as I say, whatever way we go, whether it's Turner or Morris, I think we look at it as Jules fans and think, well, we're in capable hands regardless because both of them are, are very, very good, good keepers for this, uh, for this level. Yeah, definitely. I think when uh, Turner's back, it's definitely... Clemens is going to be having to have a big think about it and what he wants to do because Turner's been amazing this season. I don't really remember him making that many mistakes. I think he's been one of the most reliable um, keepers in the league. But yeah, again, Morris is just was amazing today. Made a couple of saves, great saves, and basically performed very well. And was also very good with the distribution as well. Yeah, James, just uh, bring you in. I know obviously you did, uh, well, we, we did the uh, preview uh, Evie yesterday or the day before, I can't quite remember now. And uh, I was quite pessimistic. I think everyone else was quite optimistic. And um, it was one of those where the point on Tuesday was going to be determined either a good one or a bad one, depending on the result we got today. Um, obviously, we got the victory, deservedly so, in, in my opinion. I think everyone's opinion, really. And yeah, let's just, as we sort of wind down the episode today, give us your, your overall view on, um, on the performance today, the result, and obviously Glenn Morris as well, as we're just talking about. Yeah, good evening, mate. Um, yeah, I thought I thought for the first first twenty twenty five minutes we didn't we didn't really um, didn't really get going. And in all fairness, I just felt that we didn't really lay much of a much of a glove on Wrexham. I, I get that we've got to show them respect. I get that um, they've got good players. They're going to have a lot of the ball. I just felt that um, they drove us a bit too much in the first half. Um, it was it was better than it was better than Tuesday night and and we had the ball in better areas but too many times in the first half we went we went backwards rather than that forward passing and and that belief that that we could go and win the football match but yeah second half whatever Clements had said to him we come we come flying out the blocks and and ultimately I think across the across the course of the ninety minutes we we deserved to win the football match um, yeah I thought I thought we were good in good in key areas. I thought Timmy Dean had probably his best game in, in a dual shirt in a long, long time. Um and and it was yeah, it was a good it was a good 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 set piece off the training ground, wasn't it? Um to, to, to win the football match in the end. Um and yeah, like you say about Glenn Morris, I felt that yeah, Glenn Glenn's a class act. He he has been for for this season. He's been unfortunate that he's probably not had a chance beforehand. Jake's been 
Jake's been good enough, but I felt that there's been a couple of times where Glenn probably could have been called upon um, before this afternoon, but but Glenn showed his class, didn't he? And and ultimately won us won us the points at the end where he made the triple save. And I think, like you've just said, Owen, I think I think regardless of whether Glenn keeps his keeps his place or, or Jake comes back in, we've got two number ones at this football club, and, and we're very very lucky to be in that position. So. Yeah, I think I think just to round it off, it's it's a win. Um, it's it's a good one. Um, it's one that we should enjoy. But it's it's one that I think with with the games coming up, Salford, Barrow, and and um, and certainly Tranmere in the ne- in the next three. Um, yeah, we've got to follow it up now. I think I think it's key for 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 Jules to keep this consistency. We've we've taken four points off off the teams that that were in the top three before today, which is really really good for us. Um, but I think it's key now that we we follow with this up with a, a consistent run of performances. We're in the playoffs now. We're two points in inside that playoffs. It's down to the players and the management to to keep us inside it. Which look, there's twelve games to go. Um, it's 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 going to go right to the wire. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me given obviously how tight it is between eighth and sixteenth or whatever. If it was one of those where. It's the last day of the season and there's four or five teams who can still make the playoffs mathematically and it might be one of those uh, situations which won't be good for the nerves, I'm sure, depending on where we are, of course. Hopefully we're you know, four points clear at that point so we don't have to worry about losing three. But um, yeah, let's uh, get towards the end of the show now because really nothing much else ha- happened in uh, the remainder of the game. Wrexham had a slight penalty appeal at the end, which I thought Mullins went down far too easily. Desperation times into injury time. And in fairness to him, he didn't really uh, appeal too much. He waved his hands initially, but then sort of, you know, understood that it wasn't going to be, uh, wasn't going to be given his way. And um, yeah, Jules very much deserved, saw it out. And well, I don't think it can be argued that Jules deserved uh, the results today. We'll get into the comments in just a second, but um uh, Rob McKenzie came on today uh, for Jules, made his 147th, um, 147th appearance, which I believe I've uh, I read somewhere earlier means he's now um, he's uh, now joint uh, in the top 100 uh, for for Jules' appearances alongside Mark Patterson, Mike Green, and Dennis Ollie. So well done, Robbie, for that one. And um, yeah, gents, um, before we get to the uh, get to the comments, what are your what are your closing thoughts today? Obviously, on the back of a a Jules victory, Matt. Uh, right. C- correct me if I'm wrong first. Is it 13 games left or is it 12? I think 12. Some are, <laughs> some teams are 13. Some even are 14, but I think we have we, we, We've got 12. Okay, so if we can do something in these next 12 games, basically turn up to every game like we did today, playoffs is achievable. But the problem is, after today's performance, we cannot let our foot off the gas. We have to go for it. If we want to, we have to go for it. And it's got to start now. We've still got to play Barrow twice. Really important. Today was, I think, an important stepping stone in the right direction. And we need to carry it on from here. Yeah, consistency very much the key, as James was saying. We've had we've had results like this before, you know, where we went to Notts County and we won, and we didn't really follow it up, and that's the key. We need to do that. We need to start a consistent run of form, and if we do that, we've got every chance of finishing in those top seven. If we don't, then it could be a bit of an issue, and we end up maybe falling away. But uh, yeah, Luke, what's your uh, closing opinion? 
yeah, not really too much to add from that from map really. But um, it was a, a good performance. But we just need to keep that going. Keep that same performances week in week out for these last couple of performances. Playoffs is in the palm of our hands now. We just need to get over that line and get it finish the season in one of those top seven places. And James, yeah, I think the, I think the boys are bang on the money. I think I think yeah, it's it's really really important now that um, we saw after the Knox County result that we then we then got a point at Swindon. We got nothing at Newport. We got a point on Tuesday night, so we ended up with three points in. Um, yeah, we ended up with three points in in three games, and and um, yeah, that just won't that consistently consistency won't take you into the playoffs. I think it's really really important now that then the next three games that we take at least uh, yeah at least five six points out of out out of it. I think um, I think that's really really important that we we do that because it consistency gets you gets you into that playoff places definitely and. And, uh, and it's like the saying goes, isn't it? It's that it's the, the the best team that hits the playoffs in the best run of form ends up ends up giving their best best chance for the playoffs when it when the playoffs hit. And and that's what we've got to make sure that we we end up doing. I guess is that we end up in a great run of form if we we are to make the playoffs. And and yeah, and we and we, and we give ourselves a chance. So I think it's really really important now that these twelve games left is that we win as many as we possibly can we give ourselves a real good chance we yeah we, we're in the playoffs for for the, for the first time in in a long long time let's make sure that we keep ourselves in there now and and uh, uh, yeah the destiny's, the destiny's in our own hands for for the first time in, in a while yeah, I think it certainly is. I think we will start to see as the season starts to unravel a lot, a lot of teams sort of falter and I think it may well come down to maybe three or four teams fighting for that one last place. I know everyone's very tight at the minute, but I've seen Harrogate have gone off the boil a little bit recently. Uh, you know, all sort of come out of nowhere from 16th to 8th in one result. And I think we will start to see teams sort of ebbing and flowing to and from or whatever, Notts County, another one, Wimbledon as well, losing a bit of form. We go there soon, another tough game. And yeah, it's just going to be about if we can hit form at the right time, then I believe we will make it. But we have to do that. But, uh, yeah, before we get out of here, just some few uh, comments. Uh, Cricketer says, I hope some fans realise the booing and sticking stick the players and manager to get got earlier in the week was unnecessary. Possibly one of the best weeks for Jules this season. Uh, points wise, you can't uh, can't complain, can you? It certainly is one of the one of the one of the best weeks uh, point return rise, and especially considering your position as well that we've had this season. And uh, yeah, I didn't agree with the booing the other night. I thought it was a bit over the top. I wasn't particularly happy with the performance, but I don't think it deserved to be booed. We are playing the league leaders. Uh, David O'Brien says, our away form is our Achilles heel and maybe the difference come last month. Stockport are struggling with uh, Mansfield showing us all the way. That's a uh, Wrexham point of view. Uh, Stuart Bourne says, great game and the players had some proper fire in them today. Do you think Morris's form stable will give a headache when Turner is fit? Uh, as we said, it may well be that case, but whatever option is chosen will be a good one uh michael starkey says enjoy the spaces listen to them all the time no one on here wants to hear a yank speak no bite in the final third 
today didn't make the counters in the first half mean anything. Well done to your boys. So another excellent point of view. Wrexham person listens to our podcast a lot. That's interesting, but thanks a lot. We'll take it. Um, Percy is another Wrexham fan. So it's a tight game. Neither side offered much in the final third, but Jules had the best chance of the game and took it. Wrexham edged the first half. Jules much better in the second. I'm sure on Johnny Williams' performance, thought Wrexham mastered him well, although probably was the biggest threat. Um, yeah, I think we were in agreement that Johnny Williams could well have been um, could well have been uh, the man of the match today. Um, but yeah, we spoke about this uh, this game for around uh, near enough an hour now. We will be back to talk about it a bit more on Tuesday as we're back for our latest edition of uh, our Look Back Live show that'll be on uh, Tuesday evening. So feel free to tune in for that. We promise it won't be the uh, Jules v Sons and Youth Cup game. We're going to get a, a proper title this time. Really hitting the big time. So uh, yeah, stay tuned uh, for that one. Uh, there may be a snippet of an uh, exclusive interview. Maybe, maybe there won't be. We'll have to watch and find out. But uh, yes, yeah, so we're back on uh, Tuesday. Thanks, of course, uh, to Balville and Grit Consultancy for sponsoring the show. And uh, yeah, Jules, end of day in the playoff places with three very, very good points against Wrexham. Until next time, we'll see you later on. Up the Jules. <laughs>